The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zerniel and award-winning veteran broadcaster Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zerniel. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're delighted to have you with us on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Carol is a nationally recognized gerontologist. She was named one of the nation's top 50 influencers in aging by Next Avenue, the journalism arm of the public broadcasting system. She holds a master's degree in social gerontology and has been in the field of aging for over 30 years. Carol serves as executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. She's past chair of the board of directors of the National Council on Aging and was recently appointed co-chair of the Ray's Family Caregiving Advisory Council under President Biden. And Carol Zernio, we don't talk a lot about Parkinson's disease, but the challenge for caregivers, for someone with Parkinson's disease, it's enormous. Well, you know, that's true. And I was thinking um, when I saw um, Dr. Ackerman was going to be on this show that it had been quite a while since we have talked specifically about Parkinson's. Um, and it's something that probably more people know. There's been, uh, Michael J. Fox has been, I've seen, I've probably seen about five pictures uh, in the last two months uh, with him who's helped kind of raise that awareness. But, you know, it's a very challenging disease and it, it and it's not the slick, glossy, um, you know, photo necessarily. So, you know, I I think it's it's something that all of us, uh, need to be aware of because there are signs and symptoms of Parkinson's. There's support for Parkinson's. And I, and I hope that we can talk about that today. Well, let me introduce our guest, Dr. George Ackerman. Hails from Brooklyn, New York, now lives in Florida. He works in the fields of law, police, and education. He lost his mother, Sharon Ruff, Riff Ackerman, in 2020 due to Parkinson's disease. George is interested in honoring his mother and continues to help in the Parkinson's awareness cause. He did not know how to bring change, but with his family, he started Together for Sharon as a family for the purpose of keeping his mother, Sharon Riff Ackerman's memory alive and to share the message of Parkinson's awareness and hope for a cure. And we are delighted, George Ackerman, to have you with us. Thanks for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'd like to thank both of you and your viewers for giving me the opportunity. It means the world to me and my family. Tell us about when you realized your mom had Parkinson's, what that was like, how that diagnosis came about, and how it impacted you and your family. My mother was very, uh, not quiet, but the type of person that was very independent and didn't really want anyone else to know if she had any issues or problems. She wanted you to focus on your own life at the time I was uh an attorney and a police officer, so I had a pretty hectic schedule, but family always comes first. So my mother, for about 15 years, had Parkinson's. The beginning, uh, we didn't really understand. I didn't know what it was, and 
never really thought it would change our lives like it did forever. But she just had stiff uh, ability, like her left arm was stiff. So she had trouble maybe cutting food towards the last few years, but nothing again where she needed me to kind of take over her life. Unfortunately, the last two or three years, we kind of ran out of ideas. We went to over 15 doctors. We were just looking for something that would kind of help her because she was very uh, upset a lot of time, frustrated. And uh, the the diagnosis after, I'd say, six, seven years started getting worse. So the different stages in Parkinson's, and she was entering stage four or five. But the thing is, it came so quickly that we weren't really prepared. And I guess you really never are prepared to become the primary caretaker, but I would never have changed it uh, for the world. So we brought her to a special program, and unfortunately, they might have changed her medication too drastically. That was about two years before she passed, and she came home that night at 4 a.m. I got a call and rushed over. She was moving her uh, furniture out of her home and thought someone was inside the house trying to harm her. And that's when I rushed her to the hospital. They found out she might have died that day. She had uh, other issues, but also with the Parkinson's and the changes in the medications. Uh, the worst part about that wasn't even that, but I went to her home and uh, discovered post-it notes around her room, and they all stated names of our family, past and present, but she was having delusions and uh, also hallucinations due to Parkinson's and dementia, and uh, she wasn't really sure at that point who was real, who wasn't. And it really brought me to, to tears because you never want to see anyone, let alone your mother or loved one, going through that. It's like a very isolated disease that you, you feel alone. You've just joined us. Let me tell you, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zorniel. We're talking with George Ackerman, who is sharing the story of his mom and Parkinson's and how he and his family have dedicated uh, the rest of their lives to Together for Sharon. We'll tell you about their website and how to find out more information about Parkinson's. So when you walked into her bedroom and saw all those post-it notes, what did you think? I was felt like it was in a horror movie, to be honest, because I didn't know she was doing that. And it was that, uh, you know, the disease had taken over so quickly. We were always told, you know, you don't die of Parkinson's, you die with it. And many people live till the late 80s, uh, even further. I've seen people, you know. Uh, it treats everyone differently. That's the biggest issue, and we need awareness for Parkinson's. Is every single individual diagnosed, and the caretakers have their own journey. I discovered that there's approximately a million people in the United States with uh, Parkinson, and then I really was shocked when I found out a few months ago we have about 10 million people around the world. So when I found that out, I realized it's not just about me and my mother's journey anymore; it's about everybody. So what I did is. You, uh, togetherforsharon.com was really designed to kind of my, uh, keep my mother's memory alive, but as a caretaker to help me cope too, because I'm still, you know, uh, at a loss because she was my best friend, my mother. We spoke, you know, 10 times a day and a piece of me passed with her, I always say. But I tried to bring more positive light into this area. And I interviewed in the last three months over 350 people either diagnosed with Parkinson's or foundations like Michael J. Fox Foundation. And I uh, share that on the website. But my goal now and real dream is to share other individuals' journey. Uh, I feel that if we all work together, our voices are so much stronger. Well, you know, Parkinson's is very different in different people. And some people get Parkinson's dementia 
and I've known other people who didn't not necessarily get the kind of dementia like you're talking about. Plus, you have to it it has a daily cycle, right? With the with the stiffness and the feeling good at one part of the day and not doing well another part of the day. So it's it's very challenging. Did was your mother? You you described her as being independent. Was she managing all of that? Um, kind of by herself without letting people know what she was going through for, for a period of time? Yeah, she spoke with my father. They were divorced, but she lived alone. And uh, she they were trying to figure out ways to navigate. But again, towards the end, like the last two to three years is when I had to really dive into it. That night at the hospital, I took over everything because that's the point. They, you know, he almost saved the point and no return because her health just kept going downward after that. I uh, had to actually, she went from being able to take long walks, even using exercise equipment to going to the walker and then to the wheelchair, which was horrible for someone again, like her, who was always so independent. So you could see that uh, even with dieting and things that didn't really help, but her health was deteriorating. I had to take away the car keys, which was not easy. Some of the things, again, you never dreamt you would be faced as a caretaker or a son uh, just trying to help your mother. But uh, I, I knew I had to do what was best for her. We had to have 24-hour caretakers, which cost about $12,000 a month. And that wasn't for food and, you know, living expenses. That was just to have someone there. And she then, with that, dementia also set in, and she thought they were harming her. So I had to install video cameras. It was really like a, something that I try to explain, but every single day just felt like it was getting worse. And she would, did she live in her own home for that? You brought everybody into her home or did she come to stay with you? She lived about 20 minutes away and we actually purchased a home so she could be a community over. So I was only 10 minutes away the last year. I thought she'd have that house for 10 years and she'd be able to sit in the backyard, you know, look at the little lake and enjoy some time with her grandkids. They used to love on Sunday morning to blow bubbles together. And that's something that haunts me still today that they, no longer were able to do that because of Parkinson's disease. Well, so, you know, what, what you, I know you're, you're talking about the awareness. Do, are, do people know that we don't currently have a cure for Parkinson's? Is that something that, you know, we need, because you, you hear about the Alzheimer's research a lot, um, but we don't hear as much about it, I don't think, if for yeah. Parkinson's. Yeah, I mean, these are amazing questions that we could spend hours on and, since we're limited, the Michael J. Fox Foundation gave me a great opportunity and it can actually work for every you too and every single one of your listeners. You just contact your local congressman or woman. I was able to give a three-minute speech to mine. There's a bill right now through Congress and the Senate, the first bill in history of the United States. It's called N. Parkinson's disease. There's a link in my website of my speech and uh, the actual bill. But it's a bipartisan bill, which is going to pass and I think it's in heading the excellent way. Unfortunately, we have things like national uh, issues that are kind of take away the time for Parkinson's, which is another issue. But, uh, what would the bill do? It actually will help support and fund not just awareness, but financially uh, individuals who are diagnosed and the caretakers for Parkinson's disease. And like you mentioned, we have for Alzheimer's and things, and they used to have an umbrella, but none of the money went to Parkinson's. This is actually a bill. It's only going to be funded and go directly to Parkinson's uh, individuals for also research to help find a cure. Stay with me just a minute. We're going to come right back to you. And I want to talk a little bit about advice you would give to families who perhaps suspect 
Parkinson's, but really don't know what to do next. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. We're talking with Dr. George Ackerman about his mom and his organization, Together for Sharon, trying to provide more awareness and information about Parkinson's. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. Well, thank you so much for listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. We're delighted to have you with us. We come to you every week with a discussion of an issue, a problem, some accomplishments involved in caregiving with more than 60 million caregivers across this country, but most thinking they are the Lone Rangers. We try to bring you the latest information and help that can make that job easier and more manageable. Caregiver SOS On Air takes a look at trends across this country. We provide tips on how to be a better caregiver, and most importantly, where you can go for help. On Caregiver SOS On Air, we try to give you what you need to make that caregiving manageable and to provide you with the help that can make your life easier. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel and I are delighted to co-host this program, and we're thrilled you've joined us on the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air podcast available everywhere, brought to you by WellMed Charitable Foundation. Hello, friend. We're so pleased you are joining us on the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air. Our podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. You also may be hearing us over the air on the radio in Texas and Florida, and we're delighted to have you with us. For the rest of the world, a podcast would be your way to go, and we encourage you to share it with others as well. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zernio. We're talking with Dr. George Ackerman about Together for Sharon, talking about an organization put together in memory of his mom and trying to keep her memory and life alive through the work they're doing on Parkinson's. Uh, So, George, for people who may suspect that there's something wrong with their their spouse, their mom, their dad, their uncle, their kid, uh, what would be the first few steps you'd recommend in trying to see if it's Parkinson's? Yeah, the first thing, I'm not a medical doctor, so my PhD is more in the law enforcement world. I always recommend to seek out medical assistance as specific neurologists who specialize in Parkinson's. But the main issue is that I want them to know they're never alone. A lot of times with Parkinson's, you feel you're alone. They're like, there's you know, no voice out there. But through TogetherForSharon.com, I list a lot of resources. There's a lot of support groups. I think support groups are really excellent because if you feel out there like I did that I was alone uh, it's really not true you just need to find the right groups to help support you and when you do find those it's incredible because you're not alone literally and you have other people going through similar things Parkinson's disease unfortunately is a difficult to diagnose to diagnosis to make sometimes it's something called Parkinsonians which you might see indications of Parkinson's disease but you actually don't have it so they have specific uh, medical tests, again, that are recommended through your medical uh, provider. Well, and and if you do get a Parkinson's diagnosis, the Woman Charitable Foundation operates senior activity centers in Texas and Florida, and we have special classes for persons with Parkinson's. We have a dance with for Parkinson's where it's helping with those keep the muscles, um, large muscle groups going in the, in the fine muscle tuning, and we have a class um, shouting for Parkinson's, a lot of people don't realize that your voice is also a muscle to keep it going. And so 
people may think it's unusual, but we have a class of people where they're singing and they're shouting and they're exercising those their vocal muscles so that they can continue to talk and to communicate. And so there are, you know, hopefully that the some other uh, communities are also uh, offering those classes. But I encourage anyone listening to to find out if there's a dance with Parkinson's or a shout for Parkinson's uh, kind of class in their community. It's amazing how many organizations, again, are out there, but just people aren't aware. So my 350 interviews are actually with individuals like the uh, Dance for Parkinson's, the uh, founder, David Leventhal. So I've been able to speak with him. There's boxing for Parkinson. There's a uh, Tai Chi for Parkinson. So we have incredible, there's even a meme who does Parkinson's. And it's uh, just, uh, it's inspiring. It touches my heart. And it really, again, helps me cope. So I, I, I learned so much from all the individuals. I know some uh, one individual who just had DBS surgery, that's a deep brain uh, stimulation. That's not for every individual diagnosed, but it has helped individuals really be able to reintegrate themselves back into a regular life. Uh, that's the, it's very, very uh, evasive, but it works for some people. So there's just so many incredible stories and people like the two support groups you mentioned that are out there. But I find that there's a lot of trouble because it's, it's, they're out there, but there's no way to, you know, bring them all together in one. And that's what I try to do. Every day I post another interview I've done. And, uh, you know, it's really inspired, spoken to medical doctors, the physical therapists, to chiropractors, everyone you can even dream of. And again, the only people I feel bad about is the one that I haven't learned yet, because I feel that, you know, if we could even reach one person and change their life and realize or help them realize that they're not alone, then we've done something really great. For those who go to togetherforsharon.com, what will they see? Uh, first, if you go, you'll see my story as a caretaker, my mother's journey with Parkinson's. But the best uh, also parts are you click interviews, you'll be able to see all the interviews I've done. I even was able to interview Muhammad Ali's daughter. So that was a great experience because she was able to bring me into the world of one of the legends, you know, greatest boxers of all time and how he right. stories about how he dealt with it and their family. Also, you'll find all the media like what we're doing today. Hopefully, I'll be able to post there. So there's a lot of live things. There's uh, also audio. You'll see the build and Parkinson disease, but I'm still learning every day from everyone I meet. And again, it's not an organization. It's just one son, one person affected by this disease. But I'm on a mission, again, to make sure everyone knows that they're never alone and that we send our love and support and we want nothing in return except to find a cure. And, and what is your fantasy? Though. Yeah, go ahead, Carol. No, I was just going to, I just have to comment. I mean, when I hear how many interviews you've done and who you've interviewed and posting and, and, and all of this, I mean, what a, um, what a tremendous way to honor your mother and, and what a service to other families who are going through a similar situation. I appreciate it. It means a lot. But again, this, unfortunately, some nights I still don't sleep even four years later, especially now. I want to wish everyone, including you both, a you know, happy Thanksgiving coming up and holiday. But those are the times that we, you know, kind of have a seat empty and it's just never going to be the same. But I lived through our talk today and all the amazing support I get doing these uh, interviews that really drive me to keep going. Or I don't even think I would uh, make it. I had a really, I I wouldn't call it odd, but a special relationship. I'm 6'2", 200 pound police officer, but we start talking about this topic and I fall apart because uh, my mother meant the world to me. She was, uh, again, my best friend. 
And, uh, you know, we spoke like 10 times a day. It was a, a mama's boy, if you call, from Brooklyn. <laughs> Tell us more about your mom. Paint a picture of her. Yeah, she was a very outgoing person, put other people like her friends first, never would share things such as her diagnosis with anyone. She really loved her family. She, I think the best word is sacrifice. She sacrificed her own career. She had a master's in a psychology was a school teacher, and she gave up her uh, life so that I could become the man I am today. Wow. Well, and and Ron, you asked the question. You know, so what? What? What's the dream? Um, you know, uh, for 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 all of the work. I mean, when you when you talk to other people, do you have a sense that things are moving? You talked about a bill that's being introduced. Do you feel like people are? that Michael J. Fox and, and you and others are getting that story out there that, you know, does it give you hope that things are changing? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, again, it's too late for my family, but it's not for everyone else. So that's the main message. They just discovered a big breakthrough called biomarker. Again, I'm not a medical doctor, but there's going to be a test where you can find out possibly through a spinal type a needle, maybe. That uh, if you have Parkinson's and the reason that's important, then you can be treated properly. There are people who are misdiagnosed, end up being treated for something else. And that can cause big problems because they're getting medication that's for the wrong thing. Uh, unfortunately, my mother passed. So one of the toughest things was to clean out her home. And uh, she had like seven garbage bags of medicine. And I don't think all that is healthy. Again, you have to, you know, take, uh, follow the doctor's orders. But all that medicine, I feel, might have even, you know, accelerated her disease. But again, I can't tell for sure. I can only speak about our journey and our experiences. But I do feel confident that one day with this bill and with all more awareness and with both of your support, getting the word out there that there is, a, you know, hope. The only thing we have is hope. My mother kind of lost hope when the last year she was in long-term hospice, which is unheard of. It's something new that was very helpful because they sent a nurse to watch over. But, you know, when you go into hospice, you're not allowed to have physical therapy. And as you mentioned, I learned uh, that moving is one of the most important things to combat Parkinson's because you're it's a neurological condition. And with, uh, you know, moving exercise every day, 40 minutes, you're actually combating the uh, progression. And, you know, we didn't know that back then. But all these things are definitely great tools and uh, hope that one day we can rid our uh, planet of this disease not just in the U.S., but throughout the world. You know, I would think, Carol, that uh, providing physical therapy for someone in hospice uh, would be uh, useful in, in comforting them in their final days, that it's not looking for a cure at all. And it would seem to me if, if it's not permitted, it ought to be. Well, you know, I had the same thought because it's, it's maintenance, right? You want to keep the person as comfortable as possible. You know, back in the day, it used to be, that they didn't, if a person was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, they weren't eligible for anything. I mean, it was like all treatment stuff. It could be physical therapy. It could be home health. It was just everything. And so that there's room to make some uh, improvements in progress to make sure that we are indeed doing best by the people who are living with the illness. Um, and if movement, uh, you don't want to, we, we, we don't want to do any harm, right? I'm not a doctor either, but we certainly want to um, not accelerate uh, a condition or make people uncomfortable. And you're right, movement that we were just talking about dancing for Parkinson's, so important right. to, keep the, to keep everything moving. So George, as you think about 
where you are today. What, what are your goals as you look to the future? What do you hope to accomplish? We actually started a podcast too, just to get more awareness out there. My goal though is that I can stop because I want a cure. So that's the major goal. But until then, I'll continue to fight literally 24-7, trying to get the word out. I, the biggest uh, trouble is to get individuals who aren't aware, but who aren't diagnosed, people who aren't caregivers. Those are the people we really need to somehow you know, capture their attention. I'm hoping today will be a big part of that. But it's not just the individuals in the Parkinson's community. I'm trying to reach the individuals out of it. And there's a lot of entertainers and individuals now, you know, getting in their family members. I know uh, the Democratic leader, Chuck Schumer, I believe his father has it, Ozzy Osbourne. So it's, you know, unfortunately, when they have it, they have uh, more awareness because people are aware of them. But it's really a, a disease, I think, that's kind of unfortunately growing, uh, one that you don't want to be a part of, but one that you can be sure uh, if you become a part of it that you're going to have a, another family there to support you. And that's what I found. I believe I lost my mother, which is you know, heartbreaking, but so many inspirational people that I've met, like you, both of you, and just doing great things. And I find that we all work together again as a team. Our voices are just so much stronger. What would your mom think of what you're doing? That's my favorite question. She would literally tell me to stop, to tell you to not speak to me. And she'd say, go worry about your family and focus on your work because you really... <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love that you're. I love that you're. You know, you you know what your mom would say, but you're going to do it anyway. George Ackerman, we got to stop right here. I thank you so much for joining us on Caregiver SOS on Air for Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll talk with you soon. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS on Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. Texas Capital, we know your ambition is as big as Texas. That's why you're here. You'll call Texas home for the opportunity, for the untapped potential and intrepid possibilities. So why are you still banking without ambition? Come to Texas Capital and you'll find more than products and services. You'll find people who understand how to make them work in Texas. You're here. Your community is here. And at Texas Capital, you can bank like you live. Learn more at TexasCapital.com. That's TexasCapital.com. Texas Capital, member FDIC.